RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. The government freezes Hong Kong's minimum wage for the first time, keeping it at 37.50 an hour. More COVID lockdowns are ordered in Sam Soi Po, Jordan and Tin Soi Wai. And authorities say they can forcibly remove people who refuse to answer the door during coronavirus lockdowns. Hong Kong's minimum wage has been frozen for the first time since its implementation in 2011. Welfare Chief Lo Chi Kuang says the decision strikes a fine balance between the view of bosses and employees. Violet Wong reports. The Secretary for Labor and Welfare announced that the city's minimum wage will be frozen at $37.50 an hour. That's the first time it won't go up at the end of a biennial review. Lord Chi Kuang said the Minimum Wage Commission made the suggestion, having taken into consideration the economic recession and high unemployment, and the government accepted the recommendation. In its report, the commission said its majority view is that if there were an increase in the minimum wage, more employers would cut low-paying jobs. Mr Law rejected claims that freezing the minimum wage is unfair to grassroots workers, saying they can benefit from other government welfare policies such as comprehensive social security assistance. Definitely uh, the range of expectation ranges from a reduction in the minimum wage to substantially increasing them. Uh, the commission considered all the views and strike the balance. The minimum wage had risen following each biannual review in the past decade until now. Worker representatives say the wage freeze is actually a pay cut once inflation is factored in. But Liberal Party lawmaker Felix Chung says many businesses will be going under soon, even with the pay freeze. The unemployment rate is 6.6% and it's increasing. Um, there will be a lot of companies will close down maybe before or even after Chinese New Year. So we are facing uh, whether we can survive or not. Is not even talk about whether we can make money or we, whether we can afford to pay the minimum wages. Officials have locked down more residential buildings in Sam Soi Po, Jordan and Tin Soi Wai for mandatory COVID testing as the government looks to sever chains of transmission in the community. Testing is expected to continue into the night with the aim of completing the operations by 7.30 in the morning. Similar operation last night in Chimsa Choi, Yunlong, Hung Hom and Yao Mate found no COVID infections. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says that doesn't mean the lockdowns weren't useful. To have achieved um, a zero case, uh, that is all residents being tested within that period were negative, is also a good sign that while you look at it, you may be worried from the public health or the uh, building hygiene point of view about a particular area. But having gone through this test, at least the residents are much more assured that uh, they do not have, uh, they are not living in a highly infectious area. The administration has warned that the authorities could break into people's homes and forcibly remove them if they don't answer the door during so-called ambush lockdowns. Salong has more. In a statement, the administration complained that some residents of buildings subject to overnight lockdowns in recent weeks did not answer the door when officials knocked. It said there was reason to believe people were inside some of the homes and warned residents against thinking that refusing to answer would provide a way out of taking a mandatory test. The statement listed actions officials could take in such a scenario, up to and including applying to a magistrate for a warrant to force their way into a home. The government says it will arrange for security guards at the premises concerned, call in bailiffs if it needs help to cordon off an area, and it will send a bill for any cost it incurs to the people involved. 
Health officials have ordered 80 staff at a Uniqlo shop in Mong Cox, Langham Place to undergo COVID-19 tests after three employees were diagnosed with the virus. Dr Transhuk Kwan of the Centre for Health Protection said the three had a gathering with friends last week and some of them were also infected. The excess source of infection, just like other unlinked uh, local cases, we do not know yet. We suspect the gathering uh, may be the uh, cause to spread of the infection among the friends. But as three of them uh, working in the same workplace, I mean either full-time or part-time, we suspect there may be, there's still a possibility that there's some um, silent transmission in the workplace so that we will ask the, um, we'll advise all the workers in that workplace to undergo testing. The centre reported 25 new infections a day, all but one locally acquired. Four of the cases have no clear source. Tuned to RTHK, the time is five minutes past 11. High Court has stripped a Democratic Party district councillor of his seat after finding that he lied about his pro-establishment opponent during the election campaign. Damon Pang has more. Hong Chen Hin defeated incumbent Chang Kung Fung in Kuntong's Choiping constituency in the 2019 poll. However, Mr Chang brought an election petition, arguing that his opponent had falsely described him in a leaflet as a fake independent. In fact, Mr Chang said he had made clear in his campaign that he was a member of a pro-government group Positive Synergy. High Court Judge Anderson Chow agreed that the statement Mr Hong made was false and was intended to prejudice voters against Mr Chang. He ruled that Mr Hong should lose his seat and pay the costs of the case. Police Commissioner Chris Tang says the force will guard against what he described as lone wolf attacks as he hailed the role of national security legislation in restoring law and order. Delivering a report to lawmakers on the crime situation last year, Mr Tang said more than 10,000 people had been arrested over the social arrest of 2019, of whom about a quarter had been prosecuted. 190 people have been jailed so far. Mr Tang spoke to an interpreter. For those who have suspected to have violated the national security law, we have uh, staunchly arrested them. The law and order situation has been restored. However, we would be aware and on guard against a lone wolf attack. The police will not let our guard down. Overall, 63,000 crimes were reported last year, an increase of 7%. Sharp fall in offences such as unlawful assembly was offset by a rise in deception cases. Chris Tang also dismissed suggestions that the police were trying to create a chilling effect by making mass arrests under the national security law. He said pro-democracy figures who make such claims are just trying to fool people. Regarding their what you call uh, right terror, I cannot agree with you. In fact, uh, this term has been abused by a lot of people. When they're being arrested, they will make an uh, excuse saying that uh, uh, this is a, a right terror. But as a matter of fact, we based on evidence and based on law to make arrests. People try to make this excuse to make themselves feel a little bit better or maybe try to get away with their criminal liability or maybe try to fool the public. Sources have told RTHK that pro-establishment lawmakers are planning to further limit the room for any form of filibuster ring in the Legislative Council. Natalie Ching has the details.
Although Lashko is now left with no opposition after the pan-democrats resigned en masse in November last year in protest of disqualification of four of their colleagues, sources said the Rules Committee will discuss proposals to limit legislature's power tomorrow. One proposal would be to allow the Lashko president to reject a quorum call request, a tool often used by pan-democrats to delay meetings, if he or she considers to be an abuse. Another proposal is to remove the right of lawmakers to table unannounced amend motions to government funding requests at the Finance Committee. Councillors used to be able to move an unlimited amount of such motions, but the pro-Beijing camp made a change in 2017 to significantly lower the number allowed. Another suggestion is to introduce time limits for debates on different types of lawmaker motions at the full council, similar to how the president now sets the schedule for the budget debate before it's put to a vote. Sources said all these are part of a huge number of proposed changes to electrical rules to be discussed, though they are not expected to be voted on right away. Carrie Lam has defended her meetings with the Chief Justice, saying regular conversations with the head of the judiciary are part of her duty to uphold judicial independence. However, she refused to confirm or deny reports that she met Chief Justice Andrew Cheng last week, just days before he and other Court of Final Appeal judges heard a bail case involving the media tycoon Jimmy Lai. Chief Executive said any such meeting should not be seen as interference. This is only normal, and I would advise against any reading into that sort of legitimate and proper meetings between the CE and the CJ as intervention into judicial independence. That was totally unacceptable and would not be done by any chief executive. And as a result, none of my meetings with the former CJ or the current CJ touched upon cases. This is not the subject of our conversation at all. Mainland authorities have revoked the license of another lawyer who was engaged by the family of one of the 12 Hong Kongers arrested and detained in Shenzhen while allegedly trying to flee to Taiwan last year. Sesson Wong reports. Ren Chuan Yu was appointed by the relatives of Wang Yin, but was barred from representing him in court. Authorities say the lawyer's disqualification is in relation to another sensitive case he took up in 2018, in which he represented a member of Falun Gong, which is banned on the mainland. Mr. Ren was allowed to state his case during a hearing, but the Justice Department of Hunan Province rejected his testimony. The department ruled that by representing the Falun Gong member, he had repeatedly defended a cult and had committed misconduct, which prevented criminal proceedings from being carried out. Mr. Ren said he would lodge an appeal against the disqualification. The lawyer had also recently represented Zhang Zhan, a citizen journalist sentenced to four years in prison for her reporting on the coronavirus outbreak in Wuhan. Authorities last month revoked the license of Lucy Wei, another mainland human rights lawyer who was hired by relatives of the 12 Hong Kongers just days after the courts jailed 10 of them for illegally crossing the border. Initial findings suggest Russia's Sputnik V coronavirus vaccine is 91.6% effective. The results of the Phase 3 trials have been published in the Lancet Medical Journal. Kirill Dmitriev, the head of the fund which financed Sputnik V, told the BBC he now hoped to foster a partnership with other vaccine manufacturers, such as AstraZeneca, to improve protection levels. We generally believe that two shots of different vaccines, AstraZeneca and Sputnik, may actually work better um, because immunity gets stronger. And this idea called heterogeneous boosting is at the core of Sputnik vaccine because we use two different shots. And we believe this is the best way to fight with mutations. 
One of Israel's biggest health providers says early data from the country's coronavirus inoculation program shows very high vaccine effectiveness. BBC's Tom Bateman is in Jerusalem. A fifth of Israelis have now had two vaccine doses. Dr. Anat Eka Zohar, the lead data scientist at Maccabi, one of Israel's big health funds, told the BBC they found that of 248,000 people vaccinated, only 66 tested positive for the virus more than a week after their second dose. Compared to case numbers in an unvaccinated group, this suggested the jab was 92% effective, said Dr. Eka Zohar, describing this as very good news. The Russian opposition activist Alexei Navalny has used a court appearance in Moscow to castigate President Putin, the man he blames for his poisoning with a nerve agent last year. Mr Navalny said the main purpose of the hearing was to intimidate millions of fellow citizens. He said Mr Putin would go down in history as a poisoner and the knowledge was driving what he called the thieving little man in his bunker crazy. At a news conference, Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, hit back at Mr Navalny and suggested his poisoning had been staged. No information that would actually show the validity of the accusations against the Russian leadership was provided to us. If you make an accusation, then prove the guilt. And if you say, I won't tell you anything because it's secret, or because the patient himself does not allow it, that means that we have every reason to believe that this is a staged incident. Singtown News Chairman Charles Ho has sold a 28% stake in the company to Guo Xiaoting, vice chairwoman of the mainland property management firm Kaiser Prosperity. The $370 million sale cuts Mr Ho's shareholding to 3%, making Ms Guo the major shareholder. The 27-year-old is the daughter of Kuo Qingxing, chairman of the mainland property firm Kaiser Group. Besides the Chinese-language Singtao newspaper, Singtao also puts out the free English daily, The Standard. Sport and Premier League champions Liverpool were busy on an otherwise quiet transfer deadline day. More from the BBC's Ian Dennis. One of the quieter transfer windows, which reflects the economy of the football industry as it deals with the impact of COVID. The clubs have been hit hard financially. There's a reluctance to make a long-term commitment, so there's been so many loan deals. Plus, of course, at the moment, with nine substitutes allowed, clubs require a greater matchday squad. Champions Liverpool did bolster their defence with Ben Davis from Preston for an initial £500,000, plus the loan signing of Turkish international Ozan Kabak from Schalke. And the duo will be required after the news late last night that Joel Matip will miss the rest of the season because of ankle ligament damage. To the NBA, where coronavirus disruptions continue, this time it's the Detroit Pistons who've been unable to field the minimum squad of eight for their game against the Denver Nuggets, which was called off just minutes before the scheduled start time. That's the 24th game this season that's had to be postponed. Elsewhere, LeBron James scored all of the nine points as his LA Lakers came from behind in the final quarter to beat the Atlanta Hawks 107-99. Right of our top stories again tonight. Government freezes Hong Kong's minimum wage for the first time, keeping it at 37.50 an hour. And more COVID lockdowns are ordered in Semsoi Po, Jordan and Tinsoi Wai. The new Smart THK. In our newsroom, thanks to Robert Kemp, we'll have more headlines Coming up at midnight. Late night music. Kevin Lewis, Radio 3. Yesterday, 
All my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly, I'm not half the man I used to be. There's a shadow hanging over me. Oh, yesterday came suddenly. Why she had to go, I don't know. She wouldn't say. I said something wrong. Now I long for yesterday. Yesterday. Love was such an easy game to play. Now I need a place to hide away. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Why she had to go, I don't know. She wouldn't say. I said some. Such an easy game to play. Now I need a place to hide away. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the Beatles uh, from 1965, written by Paul McCartney, credited to. Uh, Lennon-McCartney first released on their album Help in Like a river flows, 